Mendes Guzman. And you're listening to Film Q, and today we have another guest that's three weeks in a row. Introduce yourself. Hey, uh, my name's Chris Sandban. Uh, I work with Andres, and he made me do this. <laughs> I made him do we it. We have him here at gunpoint. <laughs> um, as for amendments, let's get... I have way too many from the Spider-Man episode. Well, maybe amendments is wrong. More clarifications, I guess. But uh, I'm not even going to bother, because... If anything, if anyone cares, I'll just, like, write something out or, I don't know, clarify my position. But I think I won. <laughs> <laughs> I accomplished my goal, which is me winning. I brought everyone into a middle space. Maybe not you, but not whatever. Me. You don't like Spider-Man 2, so. I didn't say I don't like Spider-Man. Wait, you don't like Spider-Man 2 either? Okay. <laughs> Chris was just I shaking his head at me. No. So I have my if, ands, and buts. Oh, Spider-Man 2. I thought it was a phenomenal movie, but at the same time, it's still, like I said with every other movie that I've seen, Marvel-wise, it has its parts where it's kind of just like, it could have been better. Or, you know, no matter what, there always would be the pros and cons. But at the same time, Spider-Man 2, Tobey Maguire is kind of... Wait, specifically, what part did you have in mind? I'm just curious now. Spider-Man 2, what could have been better? The, what could have been better? Okay. Um... The whole reactor scene at the very end, like I seen, I thought it was a little too dramatic. It could have been because it started off action, it played off really well, but at the same time, I was kind of just like, why did I have to get all sappy at the end? You know, like it was, it was going so well, and then it kind of just like dived in. It was kind of like, oh, um, do I cry now? Or yeah. I feel like that's what Raimi does, though, melodrama. It's yeah, but I see ties that. into like we said. No, I totally agree. Like the whole old film, right? The whole the whole Tobey Maguire series, Spider Man one, two, and three, had their moments where it's just melodramatic and sappy. Mm. Yes, I agree. But I think for Spider Man two and Spider Man three, I thought they just kind of went a little too overboard on it, and it's kind of like. Um, Did you it, like Spider Man one more than two? I enjoyed the movie more. Not necessarily saying that I like this Tobey Maguire series. Mm-hmm. I thought Tobey Maguire was kind of a little too weird to play Peter Parker. That's I mean, exactly it kind of is perfect. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, I think he went a little too overboard with this with the role. Like, you know, if you look at Andrew Garfield's role oh, in God. in um, <laughs> you didn't like it either. I despise Amazing Spider-Man. Why? I they're so bad. They don't have any understanding of who Peter Parker is. I just thought the way he played... I think the way it was directed was bad, but I thought the way Andrew Garfield played the role as Peter Parker was better than Tobey Maguire. Garfield was a better Spider-Man. Very much disagree. What? Garfield was a better Spider-Man, not a better Parker. You want to say thing? Why? Huh? Why? Because he's more he's he, talkative and Yeah, brash. he's just like the the like the quips. Like he's just yeah, it was just so he's more... fast and quick. And it was... I thought a guy went a little... Like, this is where I feel like it went a little overboard. In number two, he... It's not that he's quippy, it's that he doesn't shut the fuck up. Well, I'm referring to the first <laughs> one. The second, Everything. The second, one's something. the second one is and bad. And in the first one, even I think it's bad because he comes off more as a bully than he does as a fucking witty... Oh, yeah, the, the whole the, gym scene. Gym, I don't remember the gym scene. I remember the one where... Oh, my God, I forgot the, about the fucking gym scene. The guy in the parking lot or something. Oh, when he starts spraying. He's like, like, like starts no. spraying him. He just like, goes on so long. You're like, dude, yeah. <laughs> just fucking end this. You're like bullying him now. No, I meant the gym scenes where Flash Thompson... Uh, hits over the uh, paint the paint bucket where it's like this girl was making the the whole banister, mm-hmm. and then Peter Parker picks up the ball, and then tries to get Flash to take the ball back, but then Flash can't take the ball because it's stuck uh, to Peter Parker's head. Yeah, and then he ends up dunking over Flash Thompson and it breaks the backboard. <laughs> I don't see. I don't remember any of this. Yeah. Those movies are I like bad. I like the first Amazing Spider-Man, but that seems stupid. 
<laughs> like I said, there are scenes for every Marvel movie that I've seen so far that could have been better, but I mean, I'll get into like my favorite parts later because we do the whole question thing. But I mean, like, uh, Spider Man. I, I mean, I'm not arguing that any of these movies are perfect, but I mean, I don't think any movie is perfect. I think it's all about how close they come to achieving their goals and. For Spider-Man Two is still the closest. I think Spider-Man Two is perfect superhero movie. Thing is, I think it's Spider-Man Two is the best Spider-Man movie we've gotten. I just don't think it's revolutionary. That's yeah. where my I'll issue agree with, is. I'll agree with but on that. What does that even mean, revolutionary? Well, that's what no one's you, saying. You're, you're the one who's saying who's just like it's like it's the best like comic book uh, movie. But what is, yeah, but we, I'm not, we've not said so it far. changed the way we make movies. No, but like, but but. Not, some people say it is, but I'm just saying like, uh, like p- people say it's a, it's it's the best one we've had so far. I don't think it's the best one. I think it's the best Spider-Man movie we've gotten. What's the best superhero? Movie? You're okay. I, okay. Any discussion about best that's is, another episode. is stupid because then you start another episode. You start valuing worth, and that's ridiculous because movies are not. It's like saying what person is better than another person. You know what I mean? It's dumb and it makes no sense. But I'm just curious in your head. What is it that is better than Spider-Man? I know it's a whole other episode, but just tell me now the one, and then we'll discuss it later. Comic book movie? No, super. Because you said superhero. Movie. Superhero? Because there are better so comic super- book movies. Because there are better comic books. Touche, <laughs> touche. So we're going comic book movie with with actual superheroes in them. Oh, you Watchmen? Is that where you're going with it? With no, this? I would have just gone Dark Knight. Oh well, Dark Knight was the best directed, and like the way it played out, I. I Really enjoyed it better. I, I like Dark Knight. I, think I, would have gone I like Dark Knight. I really like, don't get me wrong. I think it's also very great. And again, this is where we got a problem into holding two movies against each other because they're do- both doing such completely different things. Yeah, that they're, it's like they're, they're at different. It's like this orange is a much better orange than that apple is. So it's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I, it's a whole conversation I don't really like having about like one movie being better than another. But it's a trap we all fall into. I just fell into it asking you. But I mean. Anyway, this is all beside. We watched Ant Man this week, <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna talk Ant Man. Uh, first, let's just go around. Did everyone like it? I loved it. I loved it. I enjoyed it really much. Like, I loved it as well. Then, yeah, it's great. Exactly. Um, for me, what I love it's weird because it's hard to judge because I just we just watched it last night, like hours ago, literally. Not so, even. And I don't necessarily. Yeah, <laughs> not for you. You had a late night. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, fuck, what was I going to say? I don't like trusting my initial reactions too much because I always feel it's, you get a true sense of a film after you've seen it a couple times or after right. it's just stated a bit. Yeah. So right now, it's, I would almost put it in my top three. But a lot of that, so let me just say a lot of that is because it's so refreshing, because it's so different from a lot of the Marvel movies we've gotten lately. Fair. It's such a smaller scale, literally on and, every level. Yeah, on literally every level, no and it's so refresh. Like I was gonna get into this later, but I might as well talk about it now. Where the last Avengers movie we got, I'm sorry, the last Marvel movie we got, uh, Ultron was gonna crush the world with by lifting an entire city, right? And I feel like the effects in that we've seen this sort of thing, this such a uh, huge spectacle that we've almost become numb to it. So seeing it go in the exact opposite direction, just seeing the world on this tiny little level, is so much more engaging. And I thought I had so much more fun than that. It's like, just look at your bathtub at this tiny, almost molecular level. 
and I it's also I feel like the best use of 3D because it just oh, yeah. gives us yeah. a, I didn't I didn't mind the 3D one yeah, bit cause what I feel like once. this film really does well just in concept alone even is that because we know all these things we have an innate understanding of them and so just seeing them on a smaller level is just interesting in a way that seeing something we'll never see like a city being lifted into the sky just doesn't resonate as well. You know what I mean? Not. So, you're saying, <laughs> so you're saying basically this is more realistic. To say it from Not like, realistic, just it in, has this intrinsic um, effect on us because we have an innate understanding of these things, right? Like you know this water bottle I'm holding. You know the properties of this water, but you have an understanding of it. And then you're just going into that small level. You just have... A new, a new sense of yeah. it, but you have an understanding of the water bottle on this other level, right? So you're just getting another perspective on it. Fair. Whereas with the, like I said, like a meteor coming out of the sky, that's fucking happened, not in our lifetime, but it's happened. <laughs> but I mean, we, we can't really fathom that. It's almost like, to put it in more, I guess, uh, is metaphysical the right term? Metaphysical terms. It's like trying to understand the universe and then trying to understand, like, uh, uh, the universe as a whole and then the universe on an atomic level, right? They're both very different things and one we can barely fathom, like other dimensions, which this movie even gets into mm-hmm. and then the one, we have a sort of smaller understanding, but we're building on that knowledge, right? It's the foundation of that larger thing. So I don't know if any of that made sense. <laughs> I think I caught on a bit. No, I get it. Uh, something I, I noticed is that it's a uh, it's an origin story, kind of, for, for Lang, but it's really not, because at the same time, we're kind of placed... It's an origin story for Lang, but not for Ant-Man. No, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, P- uh, Pym obviously had continued, like, had done it before, yeah. uh, and he stopped for a while, and now he's, like, passing on the torch to, mm-hmm. to somebody else, and it's nice and refreshing. I think it's... They're, Mar- yeah, Marvel. I know. I think they have like a mandate that says no origin stories. Essentially, well, but what they're do doing is they're finding workarounds because <laughs> mm. they're essentially how could we establish this character without having to essentially show him his, from the very beginning? Yeah, how, how was he got his powers and all that? Blah blah blah. Mm. Some of these things is just this is the world. This is how the powers work. And because the MCU has been going on long enough now, we just un- accept we just that accept there is a particle that shrinks people. We don't yeah. even know why it works, how it works. And it, it just does. I find it a little weird. We, uh, I don't know about you guys, but like, I'm, I'm tired for most origin stories. There's not much things I really want to see explained to me and shown to me, like from beginning. But that being said, I will take an Ant-Man prequel to see Michael Douglas be Ant-Man and how that <laughs> happened. World War or whatever, or not even with the Cold War. Cold War. Yeah, I would. I will take it. Uh, yeah. I'll, uh, like if they announce it tomorrow, I'll be like, I'll be. I'll definitely <laughs> be there. But like, I'll... especially since the young, like making the actors look younger effect has gone much better since Benjamin Button. Because oh god, the young Michael Douglas at the beginning of this looks really good. I had some issues. Like I, I don't. I didn't want to complain too much because I was just like, that's a tough thing for yeah. them to do yeah. but like there were a few moments where i was just kind of like oh yeah you know a little and i was just like i was like you can t- i don't know if you can fix this i don't i don't know i don't know their technology so i can't tell i did like uh hayley atwell's uh old, makeup? old it was a makeup it's all cgi too was it all cgi yeah, yeah. really i feel like they could no same thing that seems as, excessive same, <laughs> they could have just done makeup same thing as a uh, winter soldier there wasn't uh really? it was a makeup it was cgi so yeah. uh well I, she still shines through because she's very pretty yeah <laughs> Well, I mean, in Winter Soldier, it's pretty obvious, especially for Chris Evans when he was 
a scrawny <laughs> oh, little boy and then a big, big ass head. I was kind of like, I fucking hate that CGI. I, yeah. But I get, that was Marvel is notoriously cheap for one, so we're not gonna spend that's money. Pretty and obvious. that was also what two thousand nine. Yeah, something yeah, like so that. That's, yeah. Somewhere there. We've had sick. Holy shit! Six years <laughs> since that first Captain America. The thing about uh, the Any first person? Iron Man was seven years ago. Two thousand eight. Seven years ago? Yeah. Shit. Somewhere there. We're getting old. <laughs> well, some more than others here. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, he's the oldest. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, thank you. You think I look young. Look at all these white hairs I have. Dude. No, I just like making fun of Andre because you always say he's old. Uh, I never <laughs> say I'm old. Yes, you do. <laughs> uh, back. Let's go back to Ant-Man <laughs> back now. To, back to the topic. Um, um, I'm going to go ahead and... Say that Hank Pym, played by Michael Douglas, was one of the best ideas I had. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, put Michael Douglas in him. Put Michael Douglas in a serious role, I think he does really well. Yeah, like, uh, what I love about it is, yeah, this is actually a good point that I wanted to bring up, is that by having Michael Douglas here, it also, also gives it a, a harder edge to the Hank Pym character, which yeah. is appropriate because the notorious thing about Hank Pym's character in the comics is that he has a, a whole story arc where he abuses his wife. And exactly. It's a little too dark for these movies. So what I like what they did is that they have allusions to it in the way he's mm-hmm. very aggressive. Yeah, very, especially the way he was towards his daughter Hope. Yeah, so, very co- not cold, but he's very um, he's he, he fierce. Likes, he's angry. Yes, and he reacts in poor in poor ways. Yeah, pushes people away. He likes to keep everything yeah. in dormant. Yeah, and then whenever something takes him off, it's just like all that yeah. rage he has in dormant just kind of comes out and it's exactly. kind of just goes at it. And what I like about that is that, yeah, it alludes to that other character, but we also get shades of the other Ant. Because uh, Peyton Reed himself said that Ant Man character in the comics is schizophrenic. He's because yeah. they don't know what to do with him. They just keep putting different. He's Yellow Jacket. He's Ant Man. He's Giant Man or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So what he, what I like what happens here, and I don't know how much of that is Edgar Wright's. I don't want to get into all that. But I just want every other character. Every like Ant Man character is almost a shading of that. You have yeah. Scott Lang, who is the noble hero. Yeah. Uh, redeeming himself, right? And you have Hank Pym, who's very much uh, aggressive, aggressive. but yeah. he's like, you get the sense that he's the original Ant Man, so yes. Yeah. Um, and then you get Yellow Jacket, who's the very dark side of that, and Hank Pym very uh, much puts that into literal terms when he says to him, like, uh, Yellow Jacket character, I can't remember his name, Darren Cross? Darren Cross. Yeah. yeah, asks him, What did you ever see in me? He's like, I saw myself. He's like, Then why'd you push me away? Because I saw too much of myself, right? I really like that so, line. That yeah. was a really good line. <laughs> so it's, it's, Reinforcing that whole mirror image of Ant Man and Yellow Jacket, and them essentially being the same person, just a, one gone a, down a darker path. Um, Paul Rudd came and uh, took over the script after Wright, unfortunately, Paul leaves. Huh? He, he did some writing on this. Paul Rudd and uh, uh, Adam McKay did oh, a, wow. a huge like rewrite for it, and uh, I know some people, and I guess I, I was one of those people too, where like nervous at the fact that they're just like oh Rudd's gonna come in and write this it's just gonna be like joke 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 and it's it's a very very funny movie but it's there are like like the line you just said there, there are really great moments and lines yeah what I feel this. is that he doesn't even give himself a lot of the jokes no and like no, he, he could have easily just made it been like oh this is a the Paul, Paul Rudd, Rudd show. movie <laughs> yeah uh I would have been okay with. I, I love Paul Rudd. I adore Paul Rudd. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm not like a Jeff in Community where you see the appeal, but it's not for you. I, love I hated that line. Yeah, I know. I, I like. I love Paul Rudd. I was on board with you, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so he like he he changed it, and 
you mentioned like I don't want to talk about Edgar Wright too much in comparing the movie to what he could have done, mm-hmm. but the only time and I was okay with what with what Peyton Reed did with this movie, the only time it was evident for me was uh, in the scene where there were like Ant Man is running out at the two guards. Yeah, the original test footage, which was the original mm-hmm. test footage, and I think like when it happened, I was just like in like just super prepared really happy and i was just like this is kind of the moment that we had seen all those years ago and we're finally going to be able to see it in context and it and i just like after it ended i just didn't care for the scene it was just like i feel like i i know right would have had it done a different way and would have done it with his style any thoughts on peyton reed chris um yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I just generally enjoyed the movie. I mean, I love the Avengers reference. Yeah. Um, and then the Civil War reference. Because it's the, the question every every audience member always has: like, why aren't they just calling it Avengers? Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, this is why. Yeah. You don't need um, everyone to solve your problems for you. <laughs> yeah, and then the whole scene where um, uh, Paul Rudd goes in and tries to steal that small chip from the Avengers sort of like yeah. headquarters, and then yeah. he fights the Falcon. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. just like. Cool. Yeah, which, which, which again was something that that Paul Rudd wrote in. The Falcon was actually that scene was not in the original uh, actor Wright script, but Paul Rudd was like, uh, uh, I don't know you. Uh, are you familiar with like most heist films? Like, yeah, yeah. So it's just like that whole idea. It's just like oh, things are going well, and then all of a sudden there's like some cog in the machine, and like you you have to take a few steps back. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, what could it do? And he. Him and McKay, I guess, came up with that idea to like kind of like put him a step back, but also it'll help because it also obviously Realizes ties into yeah. the post credit, which again wasn't. Uh, I think you mentioned that the scene looked a little different. Oh well, I mean, all most post credits things are not shot by the same team. They're yeah, like, which, so, of course, uh, like it's a different team, and it's also sometimes months later. Even. Yeah. Well, the the Civil War, the that that's a that's a it's an actual daily. Apparently, it's an actual like daily from Civil War. Like, oh, actually, oh, is it? They were actually filming Civil War, and they're just like, oh, I think this works. Let's just give it to them. Cool. Oh wow. So yeah, uh, I mean, that I also I mean, might it's tie like into the fact that darker. I had yeah. no idea like what essentially it was trying to establish. Because I'm like, because just it before works, the movie, but it doesn't just work. before the movie ends, they establish okay, Ant Man's gonna be an Avenger, or at least gonna help the Avengers. Yeah. And I'll so that post credit, so waiting for the credits after, and then we get. Just essentially a reiteration of that, where yeah, Ant-Man's gonna be an Avenger. So I was like, did we? But really then it just kind of got interesting to me because they basically tied in that last post-credit scene mm-hmm. to the end of um, Winter Soldier, because at the end of Winter Soldier, um, yeah. So it kind of interested me because at the end of the Winter Soldier, it's when Samuel L. Jackson leaves, says he's gonna go hide away, yeah. and then um, Captain America gets the file on Bucky. So that it kind of just interests me that. Falcon and Captain America basically go find Bucky, and this is where they end out, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, even so, even in uh, Age of Ultron, uh, Cap goes up to Falcon, and it's just like, so, what's going on? And he kind of asks for an update, he's just like, oh, uh, my people are looking for him, or some shit like that. Something along the lines of that. And uh, he just, so, this is like, it's a, it was an ongoing thing, even though that, like, while uh, the Avengers were dealing with Ultron, Falcon was off looking for Bucky, and I guess he found him. <laughs> Guess you found. Um, yeah, it's just for me though. It it seemed 
like it. I was felt like it was less of a tie-in to have Ant Man in, like bringing it in. It Brought was into more, that. Yeah. It was. It was more of a. Uh, hey guys, remember, uh, the Avengers are falling apart. Like it's uh, we're, we're we're having a civil war. Well, especially because they, they said they said at that last post credit scene. Oh, make sure not to tell Stark. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of just it was like that. Part. Yeah, they're ha- they're having the whole secrecy thing, and like yeah. I don't, I get what you're saying. I got that. It's just no, I get. I feel the too. scene is almost built around that final line, where it's like I know a guy, which is the point where we know. So I felt like it maybe should have hit harder on the other side, which is we don't trust Stark. But you telling me that it's a daily from Civil War shows that the plan wasn't to make this hit that point they just thought hey this kind of ties in let's put plop it yeah. in i feel like that's so also I, maybe because like uh the age of ultron post credits failed like i i didn't care for that post credits like what was it again uh thanos would uh said final oh i'll myself. do it myself yeah like it's three movies from now <laughs> and it's and it's like oh there's the one hand where i'm like yeah i get to see thanos you are more uh roland doing stuff uh there, there are the benefits of it, but like when you actually think about it, it's like, why? It was not needed. I think it's just because Thanos has literally been doing nothing for this whole MCU, MCU yeah. thing. So yeah, it's but just kind of like, like finally doing the, it now. It's just kind of like, that that fucking being, finally, dude. Yeah, that's Thanos talking to the audience. Kind of us asking him, like, when are you actually going to do something? Why are we afraid of you? I know, but I mean, I feel like it comes just a little too late. I mean, I feel like... The whole, I don't know, this is my opinion on the MCU now. It's kind of deflating in a sense. Well, I, this might just be my own personal thing, but I almost get the sense that people are losing interest. This still makes a shitload of money, so I yeah, don't know. But, um, there's different, we're talking about, we're talking about capital, and now we're talking about cultural impact. Yeah. Right? I feel like, yes, the Avengers has a very, is both. It made a shit ton of money, and people will be talking about that movie forever. But, even though I like Age of Ultron, and that movie fucking destroyed records or whatever, I don't know if it did, but it made a lot of money. That's all that matters. Uh, no. I don't think yeah. anyone's ever going to be like, uh, Age of Ultron is a movie that we have to reevaluate and we talk about for generations. No, you know, it was right? it was good, and that's it. And I feel like, like yeah. that's going to be the the essential. That's going to be the conversation around all the Avengers movies, all the Marvel movies that follow. I don't think they're. I, they're just kind of losing cultural stock, which I don't know. You might not put as much import on that. I honestly, but think, I do in a sense. Like I, I want these I think movies people to also still matter, rush out to see them, but yeah. they're like I don't. I know people are going out to see them just because they're like, oh, it's a Marvel movie. Like they're they're not excited for it anymore. You know what? Okay, you know what? It, let me just read read my point because I think I found what I'm trying to say is that these films are saying less and less. You know what I mean? Because because there's falling into all the same traps that serialized storytelling does because yeah. this is more TV in the, at the movies right Yeah. and the problem with that is that you now can't make any major changes you can't uh, like Iron Man didn't really suffer any of his consequences for in the Age of Ultron like he probably should have died for what he did mm-hmm. in like in a story sense not because you know I hate him or anything but uh, but all they're doing really is just reshuffling because, oh, we need to do Civil War and we need Iron Man and that, blah, blah, blah. So let's we move all the pieces around so that the next story just works. But it's never going to resonate on a deeper level. And none of these movies are ever going to be anyone's favorite, is what I'm essentially saying. No, what I honestly think was as soon as they started with the first Avengers, where everybody did not... I don't know. I think because if you honestly think about it, the first Avengers was where everybody was like, 
I wonder how they're going to portray the Avengers. Yeah. I wonder how good the movie's going to be. Well, how they're going to pull it off. Exactly. Right? So once they saw the standpoint of where the first Avengers started, they're kind of see they kind of want to see like something more, something better than what they saw in the first Avengers. But you can't really top it. You can really just more or less be up to par. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think after it's become up to par, in quotes, yeah. um, people are kind they of They have kind their of aesthetic. Like, they have oh, a... It's a Marvel movie. It's going to be amazing. Go watch but you're not really because they know exactly what they're getting, right? And that's because you what, know it's that's what be makes the same. these people money is that if an audience knows exactly, what, that's why trailers are the way they are. They tell you the whole story because people want to know what they're getting into, right? True. So Marvel has a brand. They very much are a brand, and so you go by the brand. You don't necessarily go because you want to be challenged, which sounds like a criticism, and it sort of is. Like I wish the Marvel movies took a little few more risks, storytelling yeah. risks. But uh, for the most part, for what they are, popcorn entertainment, they're okay. True. And they'll fucking keep making money until people lose interest. <laughs> Fair. But let's bring this back around to Ant-Man, because I just realized how off track we got. Yeah. Uh, I think I stated at the beginning why I liked it. Uh, Andres, why did you like it? Uh, a lot of fun. <laughs> just, uh, but also it had a ton of heart. Like, because at the core of it all, it was still... It was, it was about two different uh, father-daughter relationships. And... Sort of working on them to get back to, you know... Yeah, one of them was about uh, a father who had already lost his daughter, while the other one was fighting to not lose his. Mm-hmm. Uh, emotionally, not like... Yeah, emotionally. Yeah, that outright. Okay. Uh, and it's it was like that, and there's, there's that great scene back to like, what Paul Rudd uh, did with the script, but when he's uh, he, when he's in the car with Hope and he's like, "Don't don't you see? I'm I'm expendable." Uh, yeah. He rather lose this fight than lose you. Uh, it was it was like those moments, uh, and then bringing her back in and he explains to her like what happened to to Janet and what happened to the Wasp, which was a nice scene to actually show her. Uh, no, if you have a point, go ahead. No, I was kidding. I'm not sort of disagreeing with you. I totally agree with you. I just thought that the wasp sort of costume was kind of like, um, why do I look like the Ant Man? Well, well uh, they they do. He does say that the one that she was wearing uh, was just a to, um, was the prototype. Yeah, prototype. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, which then they show in, in the first post credit. Yeah, they show uh, the next the actual wasp cos- costume, which will be for Hope, which was a lot nicer. Yeah, yeah uh, I was gonna say that looked fucking amazing speaking of wasp uh i think i mentioned to both you guys and i i looked it up and i was i was right in the subatomic scene when he's getting smaller and smaller there's like this one frame that if you pay attention to uh the wasp is there she's there and uh i didn't notice i I she's like in the she's like in the top right corner. We, we, we saw an IMAX and the screen's fucking massive, yeah. which is great. It's yeah. not like you can see every. This is the one yeah. movie like I am not a person that re- like I to go to regular screening all the time, but this is the one movie I'd be like go watch IMAX 3D because those especially those images at the end the trippy sequence very much 2001 Flicks. Space Odyssey inspired. I, uh, I I went cra- crazy in my seat because this, wait this is another fucking episode I bring that movie up. <laughs> Every episode. Every episode. Okay, go. Well, I'll talk about Before revolutionary movies. Yeah. Um, but, but that whole uh, moment when he's just like getting smaller and smaller, and it's there. And there is one thing that uh, Pim says earlier on in the movie, 
is that um, if for the people like when you go into that space time is irrelevant time and space mm-hmm. yeah uh, so essentially it's like saying if uh, Janet comes back she will probably look like she never aged yeah she'll be the same age she was as she went in <clears throat> mm-hmm. which is another way for them to get some young actress mm-hmm. which is somewhat upsetting I, you know, I would like an know, older actress I would like yeah. one I mean we don't have many I this if, actually if ties she into came, if she came to in to be the wasp, yeah. I'd be okay with her being younger. But since they're pushing hope to yeah. be the wasp, then I'm really... like, just let her be older. I don't, yeah, like, yeah. I don't need her to be young. Well, I mean, I would because it then it's that's just... that I feel like that's our assumption. Yeah. I think he means more like mentally, time and space is irrelevant. I don't. I think I, don't... I instead of getting into all you those murky waters, just yeah. There's a possibility it's that... It's crypto-science anyway. Just bring yeah. her back all... I mean, give her... Make it Michael Douglas's wife, because I think that you said that that's what he wanted. Yeah. And just make he, it... He said in an interview, he's like, we're always looking for movies to work together. Yeah. I mean, just make we're it just emotionally cute. resonant instead of making it awkward and... Mm. Let's bring back my Woody Allen joke. <laughs> <laughs> Have an old dude dating, like, this super young girl. Anyway. Speaking of which, a rational man came out this week. Some Did that places. come out this week? Some uh, places. Man, I, I don't like it Toronto. But anyway... Uh, this actually brings a point. I mentioned it in the Jurassic World episode, and I think oh, the rules Judy still... Greer. More Judy Greer! When she's she... being wasted in all these big movies. Which is funny, because I also mentioned... Uh, I think I mentioned like Bobby Carnival, but also... Carnival, yeah. Who's like the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked him in this, too. And he's not... He, he's, he's a dick. <laughs> he's not entirely. Like, but I mean, it not, comes from. It, it, it becomes he's because somewhat his, of a dick. Yeah, because he's. But you he's, understand his perspective. I mean, he's has this he's, girl who's he's raised by himself with uh, Judy Greer, and he's had no input from Scott Lang, no child support. So you get the sense, and the guy's in jail. So you get the a, sense he's a criminal. Yeah, so it's kind of just funny how like the the person that's taking care of his own daughter is the person that arrested him. Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't know if he <laughs> arrested him. Before, but, but like, later on, but well, like will. later on yeah. in the movie, yeah. that's what we noticed, right? Yeah, that's it's funny. It's uh, it's like this nice little inherent drama of the situation. It's yeah. funny. Uh, I don't know if that's ironic, but uh, what I like about that, yeah, like you don't necessarily have to agree. I don't agree because I mean, he's just a fucking burglar. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's treated he's him like he's worst. murdered a dude. Like he just fucking. He, if anything, what he did was like, he's Robin Hooded the bank yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, come on, dude, you're getting a little too uh mean to scott lang here but anyway that's it still works on a story beat um but it's just it's it's a nice change for them at the end of the movie for him to be like uh yeah i did it for you to help him out like instead of just him being like no i don't i don't i don't like you i don't want to deal with you and whatever Mm -hmm. screwing him over (laughs) i'm assuming that's because it was like the father to father kind of like connection you guys are taking care of the same kids. So, I mean, like, obviously the daughter would not want mm-hmm. to see you badmouth the blood father at the same yeah. time. Well, I mean, there's you know. there's also the other moment where he's like, are you, are, where she asks, like, are you looking for my dad? He's like, yeah. And she's like, I hope you don't find him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a great little line. Um, girl was adorable. Yeah, she's she great. What I love about her, too, is that she has, like, an affinity for ugly things. Yeah, yeah. She, so ugly. I love it. Can yeah. I show my friends? Yeah. And then she ends up taking care of the giant ant. Yeah. That's a weird looking dog. My God. How does that look like a dog in any way? Yeah. So it's a great line. It's like, what? 
I just can't fathom a giant fucking ant. Okay, let's talk about the crew. Yeah, uh, I, I okay. have another rule. I'm, um, rule number two, more Drew DeGreer, more Evangeline Lilly and everything. That's fair, but I was, I was talking about the other crew. No, the crew, like, <laughs> the, like the, the crew on crew. Paul Rudd's side. Oh, yeah. Okay, like, like, let's like talk about T.I. Tip Harris, I don't understand why he was in it. I didn't T.I.? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, his name is, like, Tip Harris. Or something. Right, I don't yeah, remember his name. Uh, I, I read in one of the movies he was in. <laughs> Small parts. Oh, I think it was Get Hard. Anyways, point being, I Get Hard. I thought you would say ATL or some shit. No, like ATL. I, I can, I'm talking about like more recent movies. Oh, okay. Because in ATL, he's more like the the, the gangster, like you know, Lee with a rock with it, whatever the fuck. But in this sort of like Get in Get Hard or in one of the like more recent movies, he does have an aspect where he's not a quote-unquote gangster. No, he's kind of a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So, like, he'll play, like, the idiot, sort of like, yo, I'm gonna shoot you up kind of guy versus, like, ATL or Takers or any other movies that he played, like, the intelligent gangster, right? Yeah. So it's kind of just, like, in this movie, I kind of understand why he's in the movie, but when I saw it, or when I heard him speak mm-hmm. in the beginning, or, like, in that scene where, like, Paul Rudd enters the apartment, it's kind of just, like, why are you here? Well, I felt the same way about uh, Michael Pena, where, like, when when he first gets picked up in the car. Oh, yeah. And I'm just kind of like, this guy is annoying. This guy sucks. Uh, and then yeah. he just kept on... But it's like, he, he didn't do anything to make him more endearing or anything. But, like, just, just oh, as yeah, a... like that character? No, no, at first. Oh. But then, like, it's not like he changed. It wasn't, like, some weird new information. He showed the up. same. He, yes. just, he stays the same. And it's as the movie like goes fa- on, and I'm just like, it's I love you. Keep coming back. Keep of, coming back. It's yeah. almost that Family Guy way of making a joke where you just keep making a joke till it dies, and then it keep doing it until it's funny again. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I think the Michael Pena guy is doing. Where he, and it, I think it works because he's so sincere he's so, about it. Yeah, especially because like, if you watch if you watch another movie, like I watched Jurassic World and IMAX, so I saw the extended trailer they had for, um, right. for Ant-Man, and it had the scene where Paul Rudd comes out of jail and that character picks mm. him up. So then you see that whole spiel of like, oh yeah, my family died, blah, 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 yeah, blah, yeah. blah. You know, it's okay. I'm good. I'm happy. I'm I driving got the van. This. I, got I got the, the van. van. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, you see that scene. It's kind of just like, oh, well. Yeah. And then you kind of just hope it kind of gets better. And then that, yeah. even though he stayed consistent throughout the movie, like the whole scene where like he becomes the um, the security guard in the suit. It's yeah. like, yo. Can I have a whistling? We, yeah. yeah. Can I have a whistle or blah, 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 blah. Or like that scene where he's like, are we the good guys or the bad yeah. guys? Oh, we're the good guys. Shit, I should save that guy. Yeah, right? It's kind of like he remained consistent. And yeah. like he remained consistent in the sense where he played that stupid role yeah. really well. Since I think the sincerity is the underlying yeah, it's what works. It's that goddamn scene where he's like, oh, I don't get scared. I don't get scared. And, and, and Scott Scott like goes onto his like uh, shoulder. his shoulder and he says like he says he calls him out and he just fucking runs around <laughs> screaming. Um, what I like going back to the part in the car that you mentioned where he's saying my mom died or whatever my yeah. dad got deported. What I think what what I like about that one it doesn't work exactly like a laugh out loud scene because the audience was even kind of t- jittery, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But what I think, what I love about it is that it is that uncomfortable comedy. Like, yeah. you're just kind of like, uh, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's just a different tone for these Marvel yeah. movies and that's why I kind of appreciated it. It was just how happy he was at the yeah. fact that he yeah. got the fucking oh, yeah, no, car. It's cool. He's like smiling and shit. He's just like, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's cool. Like, I, I, you know, I enjoyed it. Yeah. You know? It's all right. It's like, yeah, I think the bad. The other, the other thing is, I think we all have at least one friend like Luis. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 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 
I, you're Spanish. I know you have somebody. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to. I'm racking my brain, but I, I do. Somebody yeah. from school, someone I know, because I have like three. I, I have like three. Who's just like kind of sweet but dumb. Yeah, that, yeah. Every single time I see him, and I'm just like, man, get your shit together. And he's like, we'll see you next week. I was like, yeah, I'll be there. Take a, wait, take a pause right here. I have to pee so bad. <laughs> so I was peeing, and I was wondering how I'm going to transition out of uh, Ant Man, and I was thinking like. I was gonna the, make. I was gonna the, say like a question. What? No, no. How am I gonna transition out of it? Is basically saying, yeah, we all like it. We all recommend that you should all watch it. But and I was gonna say you probably all are gonna watch it because it's a fucking Marvel movie. Everyone's fucking lining up for that shit. But I know a guy who I mentioned that I'm gonna go watch Ant Man Friday. He's like, Ant Man, what's that? I'm like, the new Marvel movie, <laughs> right? And I know a lot of people aren't as in tune with movies as we are. Like I know. It's a whole fucking niche world, and not everyone's gonna be attuned to that. Like, but I feel, isn't Marvel on the like the public consciousness? No, Ant Man's a trailer that plays everywhere. Yeah, it is something that people do know about. But just because you see the trailer for Ant Man doesn't mean you know who or what Ant Man is about, right? Which goes back to the sense where maybe they should have done a small origin for Ant Man, just so Mm -hmm. that people who like, because people are coming into this. Oh, it's a Marvel movie. It's gonna be sick, sure. But they're coming into this not knowing. Who really MN is, right? Like, I feel like that's half the fun. Like, and you almost his name gives it away. He's a dude who shrinks and he's with ants, right? Yeah, but that's just like that's like saying because I'm a comic book geek. (laughs) Anthony, (laughs) Anthony, rest in peace, Anthony. Like, no, see, I'm a comic book geek, so I kind of know like the backstory to almost every, um, every Marvel character, every DC character. If we get into that. Which I probably won't. Anyway, um, that's a fucking rabbit hole. That, I'm that's a, that's a long way. But anyways, point being, so thoughts on damage on forehead. Stop. <laughs> Don't even get me started. Anyways, but where was I going? Oh yeah. So I know I know the backstory to almost every single Avengers character or Marvel character in general. To say that you want to watch an Ant-Man movie because it is a Marvel movie, that is a good idea, yes. But there are some people that are kind of just like, oh, how come how come Ant-Man doesn't have a backstory? Like, when you watch Captain America, when you watch the Iron Man series, mm-hmm. when you watch the original Edward Norton Hulk, right? Mm-hmm. You still have small backstories to them. Or like, in the Age of Ultron Avengers, you kind of have a small backstory for um, Black Widow, for Hawkeye, right? Like, you have the small backstories for each character, but then when you come into Ant-Man, it's like, how did Ant-Man start? Like, it doesn't really tell you, like, it tells you how... Scott you know, Lang started. Yes, not. exactly. It doesn't tell you, um... I mean, they Hank allude Pins. to it. I think, That's why it, they I think the job... Oh, sorry. I think the movie does the job well enough that we, it establishes that Ant-Man was a project that Han, Hank Pym uh, started. At, yeah, at the... Was it S.H.I.E.L.D.? It was a shield. Yeah, because Haley Atwell's there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's established that it's a project that he started there, but then he took it away from them because he didn't He didn't like want Stark what, yeah. um, to have his head meddled in it. Yeah, time. they didn't want... Because they were trying to apply it to things he didn't agree with. Yeah. So I felt like that was enough, and we got, like, little hints of his uh, Cold War battle footage or whatever. Yeah, the so little small I think it was photos. cool. It was just enough so we have an understanding of what this is. They didn't go into absolute detail, but I don't need that, right? I just want... All I care about is... Are these characters human? Do I uh, do I have a firm grasp of what they want, and do I have a firm grasp of what they ultimately need from this story? Right? That's why for in Civil War, I want Spider-Man to just swing by and be like, "Oh, he's there." 
That's it. <laughs> yeah. We don't... Yeah, everyone fucking knows Spider-Man at this point. If you don't know who Spider-Man is, then you should not watch Civil then War. Then you're two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're uh, a toddler. Speaking, uh, speaking of Spider-Man, we finally got some, like, the proper proper confirmation that he was in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. At the end, yeah. they mentioned uh, there's a guy that climbs walls and, and swings. Gla- yeah, a guy who swings. Anyways, back <laughs> to Ant-Man. Yeah. Um, this is almost kay. the problem with Marvel movies. You start yeah. getting into... And then you start discussing just, other Marvel yeah. movies because it kind of just, like... You lose the yeah. connection, the Anyways, focus. Back to Because Emily. of how well the world is developed or some false <laughs> bullshit like that. True. Um, was there any, sense. like, for me, I don't know if there were parts that you didn't really, you questioned in the movie. Um, was there any parts you guys questioned? I don't know about question. I just, it's, it's the same thing that I guess every Marvel movie has done lately, where uh, the villain isn't that strong most of the movie. Fair. Mm. He he just doesn't like have this impact. I but then again the movie these movies. I like how he works on a thematic level, but other than that, as as a human being, you mean? Well, I th- I think it was just like it, it's more so when he actually puts on the yellow jacket suit. The suit. And it's kind of like, uh, I think from like that point on, just a crazy dude at the yeah. So he doesn't have much of a. But then again, that's supposed to be because the particles mess with your brain or yeah, something. Yeah, like I said, it ties into the whole. The Ant Man story arc where Yellow Jacket, or not Yellow Jacket, but where Ant Man becomes a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because he's poisoned. Uh, Just like that part in the movie where Michael Douglas said that if uh wasn't Darren Cross uh, does continue with what he's doing, he's going to screw himself over because yeah. the helmet that Hank Pym made was specifically made so that the. the it doesn't affect the brain. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't affect the brain, the neurological system generally. Yeah. But it's kind of like, uh, you know, I I understand. I agree with the way Hank Pym did it. But, like, the way Darren Cross kind of just, like, copied his uh, his serum but then tried to, like, make it better, kind of just screwed himself over. Yeah. Right? And now that he's a psychopath, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. it's kind of like... unhinged. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, the thing that I questioned was... How the hell did he get the suit on so fast? <laughs> that was the two. There were both of them. There were two moments where both of them put on the suit and like blink and you'll miss it moments. There's uh when Scott is in the prison and it like and the ants bring him the suit. Yeah. And then it's like and it's like ten nine and then like we go see the cop coming towards him and it's like four and the suit's on and I'm like it how takes that? me thirty seconds to put on like pants and stuff. Yeah. Like, how does it? Yeah. How did you put on this full like one piece full suit? Yeah. In four seconds, right? Or like, I don't know. The yellow jacket scene was kind of like yo. It was like, you 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 see Darren Cross, and then you go to like Hank Pym hanging off the helicopter, and then next you know, Hank Pym or sorry Scott Lang. It's not Hank Pym. Sorry, you see Hank. You see Scott Lang get back on the helicopter, and then Darren Cross has a suit on. How if it was the, like uh, the flash's ring and it like pops up over you or something like then I was like okay that kind of makes sense. We started on DC. Stop uh, this. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Uh, I, I think it ties into the way we watch movies and because personally I just don't give a shit. I don't need to see. No, I don't either. It's just kind of just like you know when you generally think, but it's like how in the blue hell? It's just to be like more of like a. I'm curious. Is this something that you realized after the movie or like during the movie? You're like whoa. It was during the movie, because then after the movie, I kind of just rethought about it. I was kind of like... I noticed during it as well. Yeah, I st- I noticed it during, because like, you see like a split second where it's like a, a view on like a, a point of view on Scott Lang, mm-hmm. and then him getting on the helicopter, and the next you know, he's fighting fucking Yellowjacket. I was like, mm-hmm. huh? 
Like, I thought yeah. you would have seen, like, you know, maybe the, the, the yellow jacket suit enlarge and then him jump into it or something. Like, maybe, like, the Iron Man suit where, like, it'll just come open and then he just dives in. I no, but uh, I don't know. I just feel like, what are you necessarily even getting out of showing that? All we need to know is that he's in the suit and now they're fighting. That's all that matters, right? I don't, like, I don't care. See, the thing is, going back to Jurassic Park now, I mean, Steven Spielberg is notorious for cheating, uh, geography and all that stuff. We get, I don't know if you know, know about this, but... In the T-Rex scene where he's attacking the Jeep, like yeah. you see him walking across the fence, right? And then he comes through the fence. Yeah. And then later on, it establishes there's like a hundred foot drop on the other side of that fence. So what the fuck was the T-Rex walking yeah. on, right? And, but it doesn't matter. because He's you walking on sunshine, kid. <laughs> <laughs> As all T-Rexes are wont to do. Uh, the one thing I, wanted to, I really liked about the Jurassic World series, though, was that they actually used the exact same T-Rex, or the T-Rex skin uh-huh. suit, as the very first Jurassic Park. Hmm. Like the whole the whole scars and scratches that he had that the T uh-huh. Rex had was from the Raptors clawing him in the um in the first Jurassic Park and they just shoot the exact same skeletal suit. So it's good that they were able to make up in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. I, I'm sorry, I didn't like Jurassic Park. I think it's the same Raptors. Though. It was just the same T Rex. That's why this T Rex is like this guy's cool. I like him. <laughs> this guy's less of an asshole than those other ones. And anyway, let's transition now into our question of the week. Uh, we've been talking Marvel, so let's keep it on the Marvel train. We're asking, what is your favorite MCU film? Specifically MCU, because if we say Marvel, I'm... I can go Spider-Man with Spider-Man 2. And, and, and then you can't do comic book movies. Yeah, I want comic book, yeah, because... Bigger. Then and you then you do like, graphic novels, which is oh. even fucking bigger. Let's just say comic. Yeah. Graphic novels is just a way of not avoiding saying comic. Because then me and Andres <laughs> had this conversation. If, I, if we were going to say your favorite Marvel movie, it'd have to be Blade. Blade? Uh-huh. I, I, Blade would be up there for me, but uh, Spider-Man 2, I, I think, have established. But anyway, you Blade. Said, no, the only reason why I would say Blade was because Blade... Ver- I, I, I don't know, the way the way Wesley Snipes kind of played the character himself... We kind of, might be able to include it in the MCU if Wesley actually if he does, does remake, come back. Because he for, might apparently do for, a remake, so... Or, or number four. Yeah, or number four, something like that. But, I don't know, the way, that he, the way they did the three-part series... It just intrigued me, and it kind of just like gives like a better aspect or grasp about vampires in general, and like the way the Blade character is kind of like the shady, cool. I'll Day kill Walker. you. With, yeah, I'll Del kill Toro you. Toro did Marshall. the second one, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is why it has that awesome suplex. Fuck, I yeah. want to see that movie again. <laughs> yeah. No, I love the Blade movies. The, the, yeah. the third one, I don't. I think everyone would agree is not that great. But I just like Ryan Reynolds' comedic parts in it. That, mm-hmm. was, that was. I don't remember much about it. Hello, my name is Fuck You. <laughs> I don't remember he was, that at all. He's been practicing his Deadpool for yeah, a decade. Been, yeah, yeah he really wants to be Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Blade would be cool, was, but it's was not Scarlet technically. In no. Who's the girl in that? Um. No, uh, Jessica Biel. Oh, I no. want to say Jessica Biel. It's been so long. So okay. I, I, I think it's just gonna be on the I don't know. Sure. We'll look at we'll look she, it up after. <laughs> she has a costume that reminds me of Black Widow, so I'm just thinking, oh, <laughs> Scarlet. We'll put it in next week's amendment. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I like. I would love Blade too, but I we're gonna stick with the more the phase one, phase, phase two, phase, phase three, three. Yeah. MCU. Yeah. Starting with Iron Man. So, what is your Chris? What's yours? Oh, um, I'm a mix between uh winter soldier and guardians only because those two were the probably the most phenomenally is that even a word phenomenally yeah phenomenally we'll, we'll keep it as a we'll counter word yeah we'll, i'll but teach like, you the uh, amendments next week <laughs> <laughs> um i really enjoyed the way that it was made the yeah. way that it was directed and the way the storyline went yeah right for guardians of the galaxy it gave you like the whole general background of like each character right and then it gave you like 
the whole small snippets of like Thanos or Thanos or whatever you want to say mm-hmm. um and like the whole spiel of, yeah <laughs> <laughs> um uh where's about this yeah like it gave you like an awesome storyline plus yeah. the comedy and the and I'm a music geek as well so like yeah. the whole mixtape for Guardians of the Galaxy was fucking amazing yeah and Andres has the record too. yeah so I, I mean it. you can agree yeah. so I love Guardians and then at the same time Winter Soldier it's just the way that Bucky was kind of like just made into the Winter Soldier you kind of see like the small backstory of yeah. how he was made into like the Winter Soldier it's kind of like you know they actually kind of brought it back to the comic books and they kind of related it to the comic books more so than making it their own mm-hmm. and that's what I enjoyed about them but if I were to choose one Yeah, I'm going to put a gun to your head and say, which one? Then it'd have to be Guardians. Guardians. Hands down. Andres. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be mine. Well, it can still be. It is, but... Uh, and uh, it's interesting because... Go on. Uh, I, I love Guardians from... I think I mentioned it before. Like, I think it was our first episode when I talked about the first time watching uh guardians in the theater and i'd been out the night before and my friends are like oh we should go watch guardians really really early because some of us work in the evening and i was kind of like annoyed because i was still on my way home at three in the morning but i was like yeah okay i'll go and i think we got like a 12 o'clock one o'clock showing something like that and i just remember sitting down in imax being ready for the movie uh to start and uh star lord just like comes in and he's playing the mixtape and there's that fucking wide shot as the title card comes up and I just like turn and I'm just like, I'm going to love this. And I yeah. did. And I, I've i seen it tons of times. Yeah. And going from uh, from what you said about Winter Soldier uh, or mentioning Winter Soldier, something that they've done recently is, and they do it again in Ant-Man, is that they're not just making comic book movies anymore. Now, they're not just making movies about superheroes, but they're also bringing other genres. Yeah. Winter Soldier they're was treating a, superhero films as the genre like on the macro level and then they're going subgenres with like this is a superhero heist film, this is a superhero political yeah. thriller, this is yeah. a superhero blah, blah, blah. They, they're related to like more general movie topics. Yeah. But then it's not overseeing mm-hmm. the whole Marvel aspect, but then at the same time it'll show that like, oh, let's just not make it like, you know, a Marvel movie where they just fight beat the bad guy yeah right it's actually like there's like smaller like underlying genres that are under it and i really enjoyed that and guardians was a f- what i love about sorry not to cut you off but what i love about Inter soldiers because you mentioned the that's not just beat the bad guy where the bad guy is the u.s government in exactly because right? yeah. it's been infiltrated by hydra, by hydra which get ties into this whole uh post 9-11 world i brought this up last week but it's important here uh where there's a mistrust with the government now there's a what uh what are the ulterior motives of all these wars we're having and it's yeah. just it strikes into this idea of captain america being a representation not of america but of the, an ideal of what america stands for right I the agree. idea of like liberty yeah. freedom and all that stuff and yeah. what that really means not he's not a jingoistic uh symbol for the country so much as an idea of the country yeah which is what i love anyways go uh but guardians was like uh, an incredible space opera uh one of my favorite things I remember about when they announced Winter Soldier as a movie at, at Comic-Con years, years back was being on Twitter and seeing uh, Ed Brubaker, I believe, who wrote the, the Winter Soldier comic line yeah. and losing his shit because he, had, he was not aware that they were going to adapt his story. Hmm. And it was just kind of like him being like us, just like finding out with everyone else 
that he, he his storyline was going to be made into a movie. Uh, made into a movie, and like him just being like, everyone's like starts tweeting at him, and they're like, "Oh, what do you know?" And he's just like, "I just, I just found out, guys." And I'm like, he's he was super excited. It was a cool moment. Uh, but with Guardians, it's just these incredible characters. You don't really t- know to like much about them, but we. We our origin story for them is that lineup where we get like two sentences for each and then we're yeah. on we're on that mission, yeah. and uh and they're, they're created so well and Chris Pratt who's just so great uh, he was just an amazing Star Lord hands down if anybody else were to play Star Lord I probably wouldn't have watched the movie as many times as I did because yeah. his comedic aspects to like the role of Star Lord and then to be the leader it's kind of like. Oh shit, yo, you're fucking amazing. Yeah. Just like at the end, it's like, so what are we gonna do? Something good, something bad, a bit of both. Yeah. And that then, perfectly shows yeah. who Star Lord is. Exactly. Yeah. And then Gamora's like, you know, we'll follow your lead, Star Lord. Star Lord. And then it's like Chris Patch kind of thinks, snarks, and just mm-hmm. bit of both. And then they fly away. <laughs> it's just the way Starlet's supposed to be sort of portrayed. And it was just fucking amazing. I loved it. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll answer now. And it looks like we have a unanimous decision here. Because <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy is my absolute favorite. Has done. And what's funny about that is that I feel it's the least representative of the Marvel aesthetic. Yeah. Because yeah. this is very much James Gunn putting his own weird spin yeah. on uh, the Marvel Universe. The writer of the fucking Scooby-Doo movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, you gotta get works, man. Yeah. Um, I'm fine. I like them. I like them. Uh, yeah, what, what I love about it is that they're weird, they're rooted in character, which is amazing, and all the drama it comes from how these characters and their perspectives all clash, right? You have the hyper-literal guy, and put him in a room with a guy who makes a joke out of everything, and they're just gonna like not yeah. understand each other, and that's where the comic comes from. And that's what I love about this film, is that it's, I call it like the perfect, essentially, blockbuster film in the sense that it's doing it does action great it does comedy it does it's all legible it's all understandable there's heart you, get you understand the, the motivations you yeah, yeah you get the character mo- yeah exactly character motivations and it all ties into uh the story in a sense like we have a gradual understanding of what's going on because of how these people are all interacting right and so i love that it's just the it's just the perfect uh, articulation of what a simple blockbuster movie should be. What it entices and what yeah. it should entail. Exactly. And what it, it's taking those risks that other Marvel movies are, aren't, and it's it's weird in a way that other Marvel movies haven't been, except Ant-Man is the first one to do it, I think, since Guardians of It hasn't been that many movies since Guardians I mean, yeah. like, mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy and Ant-Man are the two I would hold up as... Uh, one of the riskiest? Yeah. Like, yeah. Almost just the most visually entertaining because they do stuff that the other movies just that don't they're yeah. just kind of boring in a way they kind of bring on Doctor Strange like, yeah <laughs> oh, we'll see do not get me started oh yeah. my lord have mercy like it's funny because I was walking out of the movie yesterday I was like I almost want to say Ant-Man is my favorite like it would be disingenuous but just and also again that initial reaction I don't want to trust it too much but it's just because Ant-Man goes in places that the no other movies, movies haven't done yeah, right exactly we're seeing these trippy fucking images that I adore like I love explorations of like fourth dimensional stuff right it's amazing and also this is a totally technical side that 
whatever, but it's also like the best lit movie I think we've seen because it uses darkness well. Yeah, I think that I guess that's just like Reed's. Yeah, because of... Reed is the fucking working director. This, this is the point I forgot to bring up in the Ant Man segment, is that people were like have been shitting on Peyton Reed like this is the guy who does romantic comedies what the fuck but I mean he's a working director right he's not he's uh, getting jobs that he for the money essentially but not not in a bad way I mean he's just, he needs to live I mean at the same right at the same but time. he's a real comic book nerd and he's finally getting to make the movie he wants to make like work, work in the world he wants to work in but um and he's the I think the perfect sort of director to work in the Marvel system because the Marvel system is very much producer led Right, mm-hmm. and so he has knowledge of that world because he's a working director. So he can get his vision across, his work, do good work on such a small time frame. That's kind of on the, such a small budget. That's kind of the reason why uh, there was that whole rumor. I don't know if it's been uh, if it's going to end up happening, but why Colin like Trevorrow was going to be picked up for episode nine for Star Wars is because he already worked with uh, Spielberg and he knows how to take notes and he knows how to work within the system. Yeah, and make money. I am not happy about that announcement. No one. <laughs> it's the most boring fucking. I like Jurassic World, and I was not okay with it. <laughs> um. So yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy ultimately is my decision. Like it, it was tough because I was thinking either Guardians or Winter Soldier, and it's funny yeah. that we're both having that same, or we're all having that same uh, argument in our heads because those I think are the two greatest Marvel movies they've made. Because one, very much has a deep thematic resonance in Winter Soldier, and. It's, a political thrill that works that actually thrills right yeah and then we have Guardians of the Galaxy which I said is the I think epitome of blockbuster filmmaking it just gives you like every emotion you want to have when exactly. watching a movie you're in, it's I don't want to say complete escapism but it's the perfect encapsulation of what that entails right and you go to the movies to see something like Guardians of the Galaxy exactly and right? how the hell can you go wrong with Groot in the summer I should say yeah Groot exactly. how can you go we, wrong with Groot we are Groot we are Groot damn straight uh, yeah, that has the, his Iron Man moment, Iron Giant moment, yeah. sorry, I should say. Um, other than those two, though, I was having trouble. Like, I don't think I could even consider any other movies. I would say those are like close. Yeah, those are two of the top top like, tier. It's movies. funny because none of us miss, even have mentioned Avengers at this point. That's see. Here's the reason why I didn't mention Avengers. The reason why I did not mention Avengers is because, again, it's something you are already expecting, right? You're expecting oh. All the superheroes are going to come together to save the world. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to just haul ass, make a couple comedic jokes because Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. is playing, mm-hmm. you know, Tony Stark. And, you know, a couple quips here and there. You know, you should enjoy it. But for Winter Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy, like for me at least, I don't know about you guys, but it kind of went over my expectations. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed it way more than when I just watched Avengers for well, the first I think for- 100 times. There, there's a few things for that. I, I think uh, with both with both Winter Soldier and Guardians, we we got new directors. You know, we got the Russo brothers who did strictly uh, TV shows, and and you, me, and Dupree, I think. Yeah. And there was and it was just like you know, it was these uh, and people were nervous, people were scared, and the same thing with James. They lowered their expectations. And same thing with with James Gunn, though he has proven himself as a director but he's so left field that yeah, people yeah. weren't really he's very much a niche director in a way or was at before yeah. and like mm-hmm. people just and because it's such a new property no like uh, people weren't aware of them and don't didn't really expect anything mm-hmm. the other thing with the avengers i want to say is that though i do think it's at the top of like my mcu list 
at the at the same time, I think it's just fun. It's just pure yeah. fun. There's mm-hmm. but there's like very very little substance. And I, like, know, I feel like that's almost true of all, even of all the Marvel movies. Even Winter Soldier, which I say has has the thematic resonance of uh, post 9-11 and all that stuff. Even then, it's still a very much a popcorn version yeah, of that, right? Yeah, but compared to Avengers. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It's much deeper than a fucking the wafer-thin biscuit that Avengers is. Even if it's a fucking tasty-as-shit wafer-thin biscuit, mm. that's what it is, right? And mm-hmm. you're not going to get much sustenance out of that. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of my problem with the whole MCU in general, but for what they are, if you're going to do that, Guardians of the Galaxy, I feel, is the opinion of that, because it just delivers on every other thing it so does. well that you don't necessarily need to have that uh, deep, thematic, thinking uh, head movie, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you had to take a movie that would come like a close second to Avengers, or sorry, to uh, Winter Soldier and Guardians, what would it be and why? I think, finally, I'm trying to think, I'm going to run through it in my head, right? We have Iron Man, Uncarable Hulk, this is phase one, right? Uh, mm-hmm. What was after that? Uh, Captain America. Captain Captain America. America. Oh, fuck, yeah, I really love the first Captain America. The first Avenger? Yeah. yeah, I think for, so yeah, I think I would go, if I had to rank them, we'll, we'll say top five, quick top five is off your head, think about oh. what I'm saying, mine. Oh. Uh, you can amend them next week. <laughs> oh. Chris text us and we'll say it on the air. I gotcha. <laughs> uh, my number one, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number two, Winter Soldier. Number three, First Avenger. Number four, Ant Man. Number five, probably the. Oh, fuck. I was going to say the Avengers, but then I'm like, I really like Iron Man 3. I know we had this whole discussion before we started the podcast where oh, I need to see the second head. time, apparently. Shake my head. <laughs> But I'm going to say it. Fuck you. Iron Man 3. <laughs> Avengers didn't even make my top five. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> the only reason why I consider putting the Avengers in my top five, if I do, I don't know yet, is because of that whole like... You'll go last then. <laughs> uh, no, I know my top... I think I know my top five. I'm not sure. But the only reason why is be, would be mainly that whole scene between Tony Stark and Loki. Like... Uh-huh. I have an army. Yeah. We have a Hulk. <laughs> that, oh, yeah, and then the Hulk. The, fuck, I might. Uh, <laughs> Puny God. <laughs> the Hulk Puny smashing. God. A, yeah. Or, like, oh. the whole scene where, like, the, um, Bruce Banner comes in on that little tiny bike, and we're just kind of like, what the fuck? And mm-hmm. then um, uh, Captain America says, suit up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's like, oh, be prepared to get mad or whatever. And then Bruce Banner's like, my secret is I'm always mad. Yeah. And then he just turns into the Hulk and just smashes that shit out I'm of the thing. angry, yeah. You know? Like... That would be the main reasons why, because, you know, just like we stated earlier, there are because all those points are at the very end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, like, we, I think we talked about, was it last week's episode, where, like, I don't, what happens in the first 30 the minutes? Fr- the first 30 minutes are bad. Like, like outright bad. It's but just after like that, the it whole, starts building and I think it's just the whole general thing about the cube, where they uh, kind of just, like, yeah, it's talked about rack, it. There yeah. you go, test rack. I couldn't remember the name. But the test rack, they kind of just, like... It's in the facility, yeah. and then Loki comes into yeah. it. Yeah, but I mean, it's just not well done. No, I think it would have been better. Yeah, but after that, it starts rolling, and it culminates in the, the glorious final yeah. final battle, final yep. scene. Um, Andres, your top five Fuck. on the spot. Go. Stop! I can't think of any more things. <laughs> Say your top five. Guardians. Okay. Um. Okay, Guardians, Winter Soldier. Um, I'm gonna go Ant Man third. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> uh, the same list. So first Avenger and then the Avengers. Oh, wait, we, I know we switched it because I had. We swapped. Avengers, we swapped a yeah. few, but okay. uh, 
But that's about it. Okay. Chris? Oh, fuck. Um, I want to go with the same list on Jay's side, only because those exact are... Exact same list? Exactly. <laughs> exact same order. Ditto. Like, literally, I wanted to say the exact same thing. That's yeah. what I said fuck when he said the third. Like, <laughs> I knew he was going to go the same yeah. order I was. Because, in all honesty, the Thor series wasn't as... I really liked Dark World, but... Yeah. I liked... No, I liked the I series. I liked the first one more. Yeah, the first, the first Thor point. was way Just better. the Asgard points, just because, like... Uh, I know Kenneth Branagh did it, and, like... Uh, He's so good at like Shakespearean sort of stuff, yeah. And like Asgard kind of plays into the same sort of realm, which is why I really love Cinderella, and I still really need to think you. I still think you need to watch it. <laughs> All I can think about is uh. Well, it comes on the movie network because it will. All I can think about is Iron Man. Does mother know you wear it? <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, the only reason why I want to go with the exact same top five is Andreas in that same order, only because <laughs> what was the order again? I don't um, even remember. Order was Guardians, Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier, Ant Man, First Avenger, and Captain Avengers. America, and then Avengers. Yeah. Okay, I'm okay with this. <laughs> <laughs> you need it. I accept. Yeah, I, I, accept. Like, I accept your list and in turn my own. No, um, the only reason why I want to go with the exact same top five is because the first three movies, Ant Man, Guardians, and First and uh, sorry, and uh, Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm were probably the best made Marvel movies to date, only because it doesn't really follow the same guidelines as, you know, every other Marvel movie. Yeah. Right? Like, I understand that, you know, Iron Man or the Hulk or whoever, you know, superhero has their own enticing or enjoyable sort of storyline. Yeah. But then those three specific movies kind of just, like, go over those yeah, expected guidelines. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They go over the expected guidelines, and then they do much more. Right, yeah, exactly. they they really let you enjoy the movie, and then for First Avenger, they almost stand alone apart from the MCU. Exactly, yeah. right? They'll stand out from the general kind of like, you know, yeah, uh, like almost a holding pattern that exactly. is like Iron Man two. Yeah, and shit. Um, that's the worst one. I think we all agree on. That. I yeah, I agree. I don't even remember how the second one was. Oh, that's the one all I remember is that the final. No, battle that's with the Thunder the, Whip. I don't know what the fuck his name Michael, is. Michael Mickey Rourke. I know, but yeah. like, I don't know his character. Whiplash. 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 Thunder Whip. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking the Rocky Three uh, Hogan character, Thunder Lips. Oh, God. I just remember it's called Whiplash because when the Whiplash the movie came out, I had people come up to me and joke around. They're like, "Are they making a movie about that character?" And I was just like, "Why the fuck would they do that?" The final um, fight was awful, but it anyway, was. it lasts like two seconds. Yeah, that was really bad, and then the whole thing Only exploded. good thing about mm-hmm. Iron Man 2 was Sam Rockwell, because uh-huh. Rockwell's great in everything. True. Like, I wouldn't even include the first, like, I like the first Iron Man, I like mm-hmm. how they did the whole story behind the first Iron Man, mm-hmm. but I thought the whole thing was kind of just too vague for me. I don't know about you guys, but like it wasn't really... It was very bare bones and simple, yeah. but I think it almost needed to be, because... We have to remember that a world where no one really knew who the fuck Iron Man was. He's like a third tier Marvel yeah. character. And to start off your whole MCU with that, it takes balls enough. So yeah. they're like, oh, let's keep it simple. Let's tell an easy Fair. story, an origin story. Uh-huh. But uh, they banked on Robert Downey Jr.'s character because yeah. he and very Robert much Down- is what carries that film. Yeah. It's hilarious. Robert Downey Jr. was the one that carried the movies. Mm-hmm. And that's why I don't want to solely put him in my top five only mm-hmm. because here's solely... You know, choosing a movie only for one character. Yeah, exactly. Know what I mean? Versus, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> had all their characters did and did sorry an amazing. They job. all have amazing exactly. scenes, right? Right. So that was really great. Mm-hmm. Winter Soldier. Every single character did their role very 
like it's just fucking amazing. Yeah, having right? Robert Redford is gonna. And then Scarlett Johansson just hail Hydra. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson is just Scarlett Johansson. She'll improve anything. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, shit. Yeah. Um, First Avenger was an amazing movie as well, only because yeah. I mentioned there's like a very good. Uh, Encapsulation of what it means to be a hero. Yeah. yeah, like they really give you the whole United States freedom of freedom, liberty, all that. The crap, ideas, right? but not the you country. Know? Yeah, not in the sense. Yeah, but like he gives you like the whole what who Captain America really was. Yeah, exactly. It's and it's yeah, like I said, it ties into the true heroism where we get. It's not about being the strong. It's not about being the smart. It's not about any of that. It's yeah. about bravery and sacrificing in the face of what you want yeah. for the greater good exactly because then the whole end scene where like he dies the whole I, hydra, I, I almost did it I almost did it <laughs> you have to you, hot fuzz reference every time oh god <laughs> but yeah like the very end where uh, Steve Rogers dives the plane into mm. the into yeah. the sea right that whole like I'm gonna sacrifice my life yeah. for the greater good my life with Peggy his relationship yes which is exactly. the ultimate sacrifice for him exactly uh, well, my problem with that is just that that's where the movie should have ended but then it goes into the whole Avengers thing yeah so that's not the earned I think that's movie. the same thing with Ant-Man like with the post credit yeah it wasn't yeah, really necessary post credit yeah <laughs> yeah with the whole Avengers thing is oh are you talking about like the beforehand where they established he's gonna be an Avenger like that should have been sort of after Oh, because I would sort of agree with Eric. How right. does the first Avenger? Because the end of the movie is the dinner scene. <laughs> Sorry, the what? The dinner when they're having dinner and he's like, "I did that for you." Blah blah blah. Yeah, and the girl. Talk about Ant Man. Oh no! I'm talking about what's the ending of first uh, Avenger. First Avenger. First Avenger. Oh, uh, well, the plane crashes and then the ending is they find him. He wakes up in the fake hospital. Nick Fury essentially recruits him for the Avengers program, which has nothing to do with oh, okay, the movie okay. beforehand. Yeah. Because I, cause I, I thought that the post credit with him like being no. awake and punching like the bag was the yeah that is that's no that's the, that's the post that's, that's, no that's the end of the movie the post credit for First Avenger is just a trailer for the Avengers oh yeah. okay okay <laughs> yeah is why it's dumbish that whole part should have been the post credit because yeah. that is not your movie that you're telling I think Dark World fucks that up too where the ending although in the reverse way where the ending of the movie is Jane and uh, Thor getting back together but they put that in the post credits it's like yeah. they fucked that up and then and they put the whole little uh, that, that monster whatever the fuck that animal oh. called just jumps over their thing all yeah. over like in the little parking lot area it's kind of just like I was okay with that it kind of <laughs> reminds me of the, the ant in Ant-Man yeah that's true <laughs> it's just like roaming around yeah. it's like everything everything's okay now and then it just like goes by the frame and you're like oh not entirely um, well, I guess that wraps up our discussion about the MCU, and hopefully we won't have to talk about that for a while, because uh, I am mined out. I don't know what else I'm going to say about the we MCU. We have Fantastic Four coming up. Oh, God. Yeah, that's different. That's almost Foxes. Yeah, so we'll just talk about yeah. Fox movies. Yeah. <laughs> Fox movies. Um, Andres, what's in your film queue this week? Um, so I'm going to be watching Slow West. Uh, I'm going to watch It Follows again for like the fourth time this year. I really like that movie. Uh, this is gonna be my most watched movie by the end of the year. I'm betting on it. <laughs> Mostly gonna be watching Con- Contempt. Uh, John Luke Goddard's. Yes. Uh, and then the theater. I'm gonna try and watch The Tribe, mm-hmm. uh, Train Wreck, and uh, I already have my ticket for Paper Towns. Guess who already saw Train Wreck? Advanced screenings. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, next week we're gonna be doing Southpaw. So I'm gonna try and watch that too. Yeah, next week's Southpaw. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Chris, 
What are you watching? Um, I know I'm late, but I really want to watch Magic Mike. And do it. it. <laughs> Go. The only reason do why it I'm more late. than once. <laughs> do it more than once. Wait, do what more than once? Exactly. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I really want to watch Magic Mike because I did watch the first one and I really did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously, I'm not going to go with another guy, because that's... Do it, man! I went with Andres. So it, it was fine. It was fine? It was fine. Yeah. It's fine. Uh-huh. It's fine. Uh-huh. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> Literally or figuratively? <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Um, Both! How many times do I have to say? High five. High five! That was a high five. Um... <laughs> Uh, I also want to. I also really want to watch Minions. I mean, I've been so busy with work, I haven't really had the time to yeah. watch movies. And then I also this coming week, I also really want to watch Southpaw, because um, I saw the trailer for it. It looks yeah. phenomenal. Jake Gyllenhaal on exactly. the roll. Um, Can't wait for Everest. Right? Oh yeah, I saw the trailer for Everest. That was the Oof. one trailer I've watched because I, like, I kept hearing such good things. I'm like, I, mean, I hadn't heard of anything about this movie. Let me check. But it see, out. I wanted to see if it was based on the book, right? Because Everest was a, Everest was a, based on the mountain. Well, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> no shit, but like, I want to see the storylines based off of I the know, book. I know, I'm joking. Uh-huh. <laughs> shit. It's based off the mountain, guys. Cool. Um, yeah. Alright, I will be watching... Um, Porn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck, what did I... I bought three movies yesterday. I don't know if I'll be watching them this week, but... There's something about Mary. MASH. Robert Altman's MASH. Not the show. And... Big Trouble in Little China, which I've been wanting to watch for the longest time. Other than that, oh, I might watch the Hong Kong cut of The Protector, which I watched a couple days ago. It's a Jackie Chan movie. Why does it sound so familiar? I probably watched it. Anyway, there's a couple movies named Protector. You might be thinking of the Tony Jaa movie. No, I'm not thinking of the Tony Jaa one. I think I have seen the, the Jackie Chan one. Yeah, okay. Um, anyway, other than that, that's all. Uh, what's next week? You said Southpaw. That's Are we going to be doing a lightning round type of yeah, question? Yeah, that's our... Our question is going to be multiple questions. Lightning yeah. round. And it's just going to be the, the, the two of us, so it's going to be easier to get done. Exactly. So, so no guess. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> but if we want to find you next week or uh, anytime, where can we find you, Chris? Ask Andreas. He'll find me for you. Or apparently he's going to tag my Twitter on the account, so just find me there. Cool. Andres, where can we find you? Uh, Twitter, Letterboxd, Instagram, everything. All- Pornhub! <laughs> it's all pocket writer uh, and for me you can find me at jeffrey underscore pedanera on instagram jeffrey underscore ped no jeff underscore pe- holy shit I need to write a note and just keep it on the back of your laptop uh, jeff underscore ped on twitter and on letterboxd I'm just jeff ped right yep okay you know it better than I do I do That's anyway sad. till next week consider the question what's your favorite MCU tune in Let next week for the lightning round Peace.